Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle. Hey guys, it's me, Bark, without arms and niddle. Uh, welcome to a special edition of the Back Row Fantasy Show. And it's actually just going to be me and Frank Bonencontri answering some questions from Twitter and giving you some league practice uh, talk, league prize payout talk, and a few other things. So without further ado, let's bit, get Frank on the line. All right, folks. So I got Frank Bonencontri with me again, and me and him are going to tackle some uh, questions from homegrown hooligans on Twitter, uh, which this guy posts some really good stuff, like Frank said. Uh, you guys didn't hear that. That was just between me and Frank as a secret. Uh, but yeah. Y- but yeah, <laughs> Frank, you, you see this guy's posts a lot, and you like what he posts, and me and you talked, and he wanted to hear some specific things. So, yeah, tell everybody what we're Definitely. rolling with tonight. Definitely. Yeah, I follow homegrown hooligans on there, and uh, the past couple of posts he had were just some kind of league commissioner-specific things. And, and you know, we I mean, we all scroll the same stuff on Twitter, and we can do trades and rankings and look at that stuff for days. And I, I eat it up. I love it. But anything kind of league related specific stuff is always interesting because we all run leagues. We all do different things. And we've all kind of generally got the same kind of players in our leagues, whether they're hardcore guys, fringe guys, noobs, you know, noobs. we all do kind of go through the same things as a, uh, as commissioner. So I thought it was pretty cool when he, when he had those topics up. Yeah, me too. And it was stuff that me and you were both eager to talk about. So before we do exactly that, I want to, uh, christen this moment. Frank is joining me with my very first use of my new MXL 990 mic blizzard edition. It's got a little blue led lights in it. It's just a beautiful, sweet thing to look at. And, uh, Outstanding. Yeah, it's a beautiful mic, and I'm excited to use it, and Frank gets to be the first one to, to help me do so. So so thanks once again for coming on the show. Third time for Frank. I love it. Anytime, anytime, anytime. Yeah, I've, I've definitely, you know, I, I this is just so much fun. I've, like, found Frank. We're going to do, you know, little stuff, and I, I kind of like this. Maybe we can do our own little segment where guys like homegrown hooligans can – ask user specific questions and, and me and Frank will get together and just knock them out of the park for you guys. Oh yeah. Anytime I'm game for that. Me too. Absolutely. So let's, uh, let's get on to his first question real quick, uh, which is what is most important in a successful league? And he tagged at myfantasyleague.com, So I assume he plays there, which will make these answers a little easier. Uh, but his poll topics well, his poll choices include league communication, live draft, fab, free agent bidding dollars, and off-season gatherings. Frank, I'll let you take the lead on this one, and I'll chime in. Yeah, when I saw those choices, I liked all of them, to be honest with you. But if if I had to rank them, I guess in my own opinion, it's got to be your commissioner because your communications – if. And I've been in other leagues where it's it's just crickets, and you're like, well, I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know. Draft. Somebody will tell me. It it takes the the shine off your league. It takes your kind of pride in it out a little bit, you know, because you're it's kind of like your job. You know, you think about when you're at your job, you're like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Nobody tells me nothing. <laughs> yeah, so you just exactly. kind of get discouraged. <laughs> you get kind of discouraged and stuff. I think all those other options and and choices he had are definitely important. The fab, the off. Uh, season gatherings, stuff like that. Those those go a long way. But as a commissioner, I take my league pretty serious. I do a family league with, you know, uncles, my brother, a bunch of people in the family, and I do a bunch of other ones too. But the family league we've done for so long, and I really, I try to put my heart and soul in that thing and keep everybody interested, keep it fresh, change some things. I got, I mean, we got a pretty good group as as far as people are being open to change. Some aren't. That's that's like everybody, but yeah, if you're a good commissioner, you put the time in and really, you know, grow it, make it fun. Yes, and I will take this moment uh, to admit something at the expense of my credibility. I am a terrible commissioner. Oh, <laughs> I am a terrible <laughs> commissioner. I just I'm so we busy. We can fix that. I'm so busy, and things are are just constantly going on. Like I get stuff done, but I feel like 
that that poll answer or that poll question, uh, league communication and starting off with the commissioner, you have to have, like the commissioner has to be almost selfless. Like if you're going to commission league, you basically have to be at the will of those people. If somebody messages you and has, has an issue to me, fixing it a day later is, is not, uh, that's not the kind of league I want to be a part of, which yeah. is unfortunate because I am that commissioner. I am that commissioner that, uh, <laughs> that fixes it the next day, sometimes two days. Sometimes I need a reminder, but you know, life's hectic. And, and in all honesty, uh, maybe that'll change now that, you know, we found Twitter and, and, and found other people that, that love being commissioners, but before the podcast and before, uh, you know, getting deep into Twitter, it's hard to find a commissioner. I, it, it's really hard. I've taken over leagues just because no one else wanted to. And I think that's attributed to me being a bad commissioner. Yeah. It's, I put, I put some time aside and a lot of it honestly is just off the wall. You know, I'm at work and I think of something, I'm like, bam, I write it down in my notes and just set it there. So I don't forget it later and I'll come back to it. Or if it's the weekend, I'll get, I'll round up and make some notes, type some stuff in. But if, if you're a commissioner and like, like how you said, you don't, seems like you don't have time or you're answering people a day or two late. I, what I did is I got that, uh, Slack app and it's just a, an app you can download. It's, I guess it's for work purposes more or less, but yeah, I use it for the, the league and it's great because I've categorized threads. So I have a thread of league announcements. I'll go on there and post like reminders or, you know, if you guys haven't started making some, your own rankings, start on it, just kind of things like that. I'll post. So, that's always fresh if they if they're wondering, hey, I haven't heard anything from Frank. What's going on with the league? They can jump in there and see something. There's another category thread of um, announce announcements. There's trade. There's a trade room. So during the season, if you want to work a trade and you don't want to go on the app to you know post up your hey, you want to trade this or call the guy, you can just do it in there and it's private. There's another one for rules. If somebody doesn't like a rule, I'd encourage them. Hey, if you don't like this scoring system or you think this is post something up in there because I'll get notified immediately and it's addressed. I'll, I'll get on it immediately. Yeah. It, it speeds things up and you can have some pretty good conversations. If people aren't willing to talk to you over the phone or face to face, you know, you're sometimes people, sometimes people are more comfortable just typing in some posts and, and getting reactions, but if it, it works really good, I love this site. It's really great. It does. I've used Slack a few times and, and in general, uh, just, having something like that for your league uh, is very important, whether it be, you know, a group on Facebook, which is what I do because Facebook's kind of universal. I hate it, but everybody uses it. Uh, group me works well. I'm in some leagues that use group me for the league communication. That works. Okay. Uh, Slack is what I prefer, honestly, but not, you know, in Southern Ohio, I'm in the, uh, America's butthole of technology. Honestly, nobody, uh, Nobody knows what podcasts are yet. They only know what Facebook is. <laughs> They've never heard of Twitter, and uh, they certainly haven't heard of GroupMe or Slack. So I have a really hard time getting my league mates into any of that. So, but uh, yeah, I'll, a lot of mine have, did not hear about that, and I just emailed them a link and I said, "This is the new." A lot of time, the other part with that commish is don't forget that you're the hammer. You you call the shots. I mean, you're <laughs> you're not going to get booed on draft day, hopefully, when you have your live draft. But you, you call the shots. So I sent out an email and I said, hey, this is the new league communication site. Download it. Make an account. It's free. Get on it. That's Fra it. Frank and the they dictator. did. I had a couple. Of, yeah, you just do it. It's easy. <laughs> Stress the free part. And I mean, they all hopped on it. And it's great. And the other category I forgot was votes. I'll put little voting things in there. Um, like the, the fab. Do you want to switch from the waiver wire standings order to a fab budget for you know free agents and then let people vote make it anonymous and and there you go there you go here you, you guys all just voted on this thing and we're going to change it or what have you and it, it's not it's confrontational you know you know they can just hit the button yes or no yes very simple and i must yep. say mm -hmm. after i said i was a terrible commish uh, I just got a message from a league mate and said, Hey, thanks for my lineup fix today. So maybe I'm wrong about myself. Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I could be, maybe I, I should quit throwing shade at myself, but I want to eliminate a little process of elimination with homegrown hooligans question. And I'm going to eliminate first, uh, the one that actually has the least amount of votes. So I think it's justified, but off season gatherings, and I'm going to use this on the second topic he put up too. 
uh, but off season gatherings, that is, uh, that's difficult. Uh, it is, if you're, oh, yeah. if you're in a 12 or a 16 teamer or God forbid a 32, which is what I'm commissioning oh, right now, geez. one of the things I'm commissioning right now, which is a lot of fun actually, cause I like the challenge, but, uh, yeah, those uh, it's hard to get twelve people together in one place yes. at one time when you're adults. When you've got a mix of you know anywhere from twenty year olds to fifty year olds in a league, like, and that might be a bad mix, anyways. I mean, you've got one side of of the room talking about their favorite episode of Matlock, and the other talking about their favorite episode of Parks and Rec, and it's just it's it's a it's a it's a mess. But yeah, it's hard to get people it together. Even harder too. Yeah, so we'll eliminate that out of the poll as far as uh, as far as I'm concerned. I I'd imagine Frank's on the same page with me as that. Yeah, that is extremely difficult, and a lot of in my league we're kind of scattered. I got I got an uncle out in Colorado, family in Baltimore, Pennsylvania. I'm in Wisconsin. Uh, Virginia. So, I mean, we're all, you know, we do get together every year for the auction draft. We combine that with like a kind of family get together. So it works out real well. Other than that. Yeah. It's, it's really tough to schedule a, an outing or off season deal. Yeah, it really is. Uh, second for me, I'm, I'm going to go a little unconventional because it's not the second least voted, uh, but live draft. I actually, surprisingly i prefer an email draft i prefer a slow draft because once again in my experiences anyways it's really hard to get everybody together for a live draft at once and there's always bound to be that one person at least that doesn't show up and gets auto-picked and in my opinion an auto-picked team is terrible for a league so i've got to throw that one out next maybe you disagree frank not sure but yeah, I don't care about a live draft. I'd rather do a slow draft. I'd rather do it right. Give everybody their chance to pick. No auto picks to be made. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I I do love the live draft above and beyond anything. If I was unable to do it for some reason, I'm definitely going to fall back on the email. And like you said, it is nice. You get notified. You get the email. You're on the clock. You don't. You're not under the gun in the moment like right. a live draft. But yeah. If you can That's get a, what I if like you can get if you can get a group of absolute super fantasy studs to all be there at once, there is no more fun. Like we talked about, you know, the first time we got on together, uh, like your live auction draft, like that's got to be a ton of fun. So I mean, oh, yeah. if you can get it done, by all means, get it done. But the chances are you're probably not going to be able to go with a live draft amongst, you know, anything but a very close group of friends. Right. Unfortunately. And then third, in my opinion, uh, well, second place, third least votes, uh, fab. Uh, I actually like, you know, fab football dollars. I don't like regular waivers. I don't like first come first serve. I actually prefer blind bidding everywhere I go. Um, and that's, that's just, uh, kind of the way I've done it for years. And when we, if I'm ever in a league that doesn't do it that way, I kind of lose interest, to be honest, because I don't like any other system. But, Frank, maybe you can open my eyes to a, a system that works uh, as well, well I, at I, least. I agree with you there. I, I would My league currently for uh, my family league, Not I'm kind of split with some guys that want to jump on that and some other people that like it as it is. So I'm in the process of getting it turned over. My other leagues that I'm in um, – we all do the free agent and that that's the way to go. The bidding, I, I, like you said, that's, it, it's just way better top to bottom. I think I, I don't like the reverse standings and I know the NFL.com app is a little goofy with the way that breaks down your worst to first record and resetting to inverse order. I mean, it's just kind of con- overall confusing. I, I don't like it. Yeah, me as well. And, and plus, uh, I like trading my fab dollars. Like it's always a nice yeah. little incentive. If you throw a 10 spot someone's way when they're on the fence, it usually gives you that little extra. And if you're anything like me, I'm uh, I'm very reckless with my fab dollars. I, I just spend the crap out of them. And if I run out, I run out. You know, I'll, I'm that guy that at the end of every season is trying to trade for five bucks to pick up that free agent kicker that I need for my final game because right. my kicker got hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very reckless with the fab. But it's like the least important, in my opinion, of everything. Unless you're in like, you know, probably... Well, I don't know, maybe deep, deep leagues or, or, 
you know, an auction style. Yeah. I'm getting into my first auction tonight, partly in, and uh, thanks to you, Frank, but, but yeah, oh, yeah. very reckless with my fab dollars. Yeah. I, I tend to hold on the first two to three weeks. I, I'll try not to make any moves and just get the lay of the land, you know, get those first three weeks under your belt and see kind of who's, who's flashing, who's surprising, who's just a mirage. I mean, you, you never know. Yeah, and that leaves league communication, which boils back down to the commissioner. And uh, not just the commissioner, but other league mates. Like, if your league's not chatty or talky, also can kind of kill a league uh, very quickly. Yeah. Like, if you got that owner that just checks in once per day but doesn't actually do or say anything, kind of makes me wonder why they check in once a day. Like, what are they, uh, what are they doing here? If they're not going to talk or propose a trade or make a waiver move, like... Why are they checking in once a day? Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's, that, that's better than seeing that 19-day inactive team. But, you know, if you're going to come on the league, chat it up a little bit, you know, find a rival and uh, and make it fun. Yeah, another thing I've done on that Slack is put just a posts thread, open posts that you can go on there and and just talk about anything. You know, kind of like your, your anything flies room. If you want to talk baseball in there, go for it. If you want to talk trash go for it and a lot of it, we're kind of split i mean we get in there and some people talk some smack you know for the upcoming seasons and who got the best of who and sometimes if if it is quiet like you said you you check it out nobody's really said spark something up i don't know throw something out there It'll get people talking about it and then who i mean i've had the stuff it's quiet for a couple of days and i'll jump on there and say something and then boom here's five six people we're all in a in a thread of on a topic of you name it you know, once it gets closer to season and the draft and the league starting, I'm, it'll probably get even better. But even for the off season, I was pretty surprised this this season of of how much communications that we've had on there, which is very nice. I'm very glad to see it. Yeah, it really keeps the league going. And I will uh, I will mention a uh, bad effect to communication, which can happen. And uh, if you've ran into this situation, by all means, let me and Frank know about it on Twitter. Actually, Frank, not just Frank, but the Fantasy Football Wire. Because if I just call him Frank, you're probably not going to know, you know, where to go. Because you're uh, anonymous, very anonymous right. and sneaky. Um, <laughs> but the thing I hate about communication is you send that one trade that you feel is fair or acceptable. And uh, my upfront apologies to the guy who may recognize me talking about him. Uh, no worries, dude. I, I don't dislike you. I'm just using you as a topic. You send that trade and you get that rejection back with the big old long comment section that goes a little something like, are you out of your effing mind? <laughs> like, you seriously <laughs> think that I'm going to give you um, this stud named Taylor Gabriel and this amazing starting quarterback of the future named Chad Kelly? And you're just trying to give me Luke Falk because I own Mariota? Like, are you kidding me? That's <laughs> trash. Are you kidding? That th Those kind of messages burn me up. Like, just hit reject and say not interested. Or yeah. hit, hit reject and, <laughs> and hit me up, you know, on our group me or Slack and say, you know, hey, you're going to have to up your game a little bit if you want those guys. But, yeah, the, the email, long paragraph responses with the ha-has and the LOLs, like, get out of here. Just get out of here. Yeah. Oh yeah, I that was going on in my league last year, and it's like just give me the uh, the auto reject there, and I'll see that my notification says trade denied, and I'll try something else. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is really that simple. Like, and and what uh, I'm I'm a very um, I'm a man of principle, I guess you could say. When I get that rejection with that three paragraphs of garbage, you won't be getting another trade proposal from me, and I'm sure that may not hurt your feelings. But uh, unless you're offering me something instantly acceptable, you 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 decreased my chances of countering you when we got that kind of email banner going on. I, I just don't like it. So I uh, you know, and I'm I'm always okay with sticking to my guns on trades, anyways. So yeah, do your league mates a favor. Don't send them a long, uh, degrading paragraph questioning your fantasy football intelligence because you sent a crummy player trade for a crummy player trade. Yeah, so what I've stressed in my league is if I throw you a trade that you think, in your opinion, is total garbage, just reject it, and I'll counter with something else. Don't Because a lot of guys for a while were ignoring it, 
yeah. until I changed until, until I changed the setting to one day. Um, but they'd leave right. you hanging for like two or three days, and oh, it's like I hate you that too. Answer me. I hate and that so too. I was, yeah, I was kind of stressed and like, listen, just hit reject, laugh at it, and go, what an idiot, and just hit reject. Right. At least I know something. And like I said, the trade isn't like a done deal until you say yes or no. So I'll keep throwing dirt at the wall until it sticks. Exactly. So and you do this, and you do the same for me. If you got, if I got a guy that you want make some kind of offer. This is what teams do in real life. So hit me, hit me up. Yeah. You know, all you can, worst that can happen is you reject it. That's it. Exactly. And that's why I kind of put that trade room in the Slack site. So if you want to get in, in on the trade room, say it's me and you, and you know, I don't want other people, cause I, you still want to be secretive. You don't want people finding out you're trying to trade for player a on this guy's team. Oh yeah. I they'll can they'll you undercut up. you. Yeah. Yeah. So I can hit you up on Slack with a private message and say, Hey, I'm looking at, uh, trading you for brown how does you know girly sound or so we can kind of work something out before it would get to that point which is nice because then it's like you're doing an open negotiation beforehand in a private chat nobody else is going to find out and you can work it out and get it done so i think that that's helped too in a in a little snapshot here from this past season yeah and i'm glad you brought that up and i'll only spend a few seconds on this so we can get to the the next question from uh, homegrown hooligans but you bringing up the fact that uh, some owners will leave a trade sitting for two or three days. That is maddening. Because sometimes, if you're anything like me, when I propose trades, I typically tr- I typically propose mass trade offers. I hit up at least five to six owners at a time if I'm trying to improve a yeah. position. So, but yeah, leaving those trades sit there, all that's going to do is uh, aggravate you if you were thinking about it for real because I've got so many offers out there one's probably going to get accepted while you were sitting there uh, just camping on my offer to you. So uh, that, not really a threat, but it's like accept or reject or counter. Really simple. And uh, Yeah, it's like you, you got the notification. And the other thing that's important is Thursday night football. These players, I mean, you, you don't have much time between you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If you're trying to work a trade and the guy's playing on Thursday, you got to know right away if this is a guy you're going to play. And, you know, if it's a the weekend's coming up, you get into the Saturday games. So, I mean, the the rate of the games, too. I mean, you want these trades done and ready so you can get your guys in your lineup, you know, for the upcoming week. So, Not to mention, well, you may have another trade pending on the outcome yeah. of the offer you sent. So, I mean, many times I've offered a trade with my next trade already in mind after that one gets done one way or the other. So, yeah. Yep, your, your NBA style. Absolutely. Denver via Miami. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Chicago and like, Boston. Like, oh yeah, when yeah. I when I acquire Marlon Mack, I'm gonna pair him with this receiver and get the next upgraded running back. There you go. On to homegrown hooligans next question. Kinda glad we're doing this just for him. Uh you, you should feel very special, Mr. Hooligan. Yeah, hey, this is good for everybody too because it really is because it's good questions. We all go through the same stuff, and uh, and we think a lot, a lot alike. Even though none of us know each other, we do. Absolutely correct. And he asks another really good question: preferred way of deciding your league draft order? Online randomizer, an NCAA bracket, a beer pong tournament, or other and comment maybe we can find some of these comments and talk about those but what uh what about you frank what's your preferred way of determining your league's draft order well kind of going back to what i said is as far as being the commish i'm i'm laying this out there and our first year we did uh the way the standings finished so worst to first you know your worst bottom guys got the first pick that was fine now you know a couple seasons or a couple years into this now the guys in the bottom are getting a little discouraged. Like, man, can't you guys get, eh, you know, you, you, everybody, we all hear the same stuff. You know, I've got a, was last place last year. I got second to last this year. I'm slowly moving up, but I just can't crack the top of the rankings as far as standings. Like I can't get, it's hard to get better. And some guy, everybody's different. I mean, so we're talking, own, so we're talking like year two on this specific yeah, answer. For my right? league. Okay. Yeah. For my league. So, I thought about, you know, we're doing the auction draft, so the the order is not necessarily as important because you're nominating players. So 
the, our guys that missed the playoff this year, I was thinking, you know, what's some incentive? Cause I, you know, we've, I, I won this past year, the other years I haven't won, but you know how it feels when you lose, you miss out. And you, if you don't even make the playoffs, it's like, damn, I just put all that time in that season. And you know, you got nothing out of it. You couldn't even crack the playoffs or <laughs> yeah. you, maybe you were a one and done. And, and that gets people discouraged. So you got to give that person a little bit of hope and say, how could I give you an incentive to really want and get in next year, make you really, you know, get after it. So this year I thought, so if we're going to do an auction draft, the teams that miss the playoffs, why not put in a lottery pick? So what I would do is I would get the ping pong balls out and I could do it one of two ways. I would take my cheat sheet tiered rankings like I wrote in my articles. So you've got, you know, say your rank running backs one to 15. Those are all the guys, you know, that we're all going for in the auction. We all want the same guys up in the top tiers. But the 15 to like 25, there's still decent players in there. Not all of them hit. Some of them do. Some of them are are gems. I mean, Doug Baldwin, what was he last year? Like 12, yeah, maybe something 12 like to that. 15 and range. Yeah, Pierre Garçon. I mean, you can find some big hitters in, the, in, the, in that range. So I said, well, what if, you know, the bottom four teams that missed the playoffs, something like that, they would get a lottery pick for uh, worst to first of that seeding. And in that lottery pick, let's say it already has that ranked player's number on the ball. You know, he reaches in and pulls 18. 18 is Allen Robinson. Okay, there's your guy. Or he could pull the ball and say, all right, here's my pick. I'm going to take, and he can have his choice of the ranked players from 15 to 25. It takes away, you know, somebody's nomination from that auction, but it gives the other little guy a little more chance. You know what I mean? That he goes, well, hey, I got my my first pick. He kind of got his own first pick out of that, whether he wants to trade the guy or not. Maybe you get him. You could leverage that guy if you don't want him in a trade. So you got a lot of options if you did it that way. Yeah. And that makes it a lot of fun. I mean, doing little things like that, you know, it, it spices up the league a little bit because, right. you know, a league, one year, two, three years in, uh, it can be like your typical relationship and need a little a little bit of spice. So sometimes yeah. you, sometimes you got to spice it up. Yeah, that the guy that finished last place can say can walk into that draft. Hopefully it's live, but he can at least walk into that draft pretty exciting. Go, hey, I don't care what you guys think. I got the first lottery pick. So he picks out, and maybe he's got his mind his mind set on, I don't know whatever. But I would do it out of a receiver or running back category. I don't know because the tight end groupings are so small. As far as you know what I mean? You don't have nearly as many guys. You got Kelsey Kronk and everybody else. Right. Pretty much quarterbacks. Eh. You got a top five maybe, but I mean, the running back and receivers are the deepest. So yeah, I mean, if he's got a little more incentive and say, Hey, I got my, I'm, I'm first lottery pick. So boom, there's my guy. And then if the draft, when the draft is over, he can look at that pick and go, I love this guy. He's going to, he's going to blow up and nobody knows it. Or he can say, huh, I'll trade him. I can use him for some trade bait. And then maybe it'll solicit him to get more active in your league and propose some trades with people if he doesn't want, if he wants to dump them for somebody else. So I think it's a win-win. I think it's a good, good idea. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. And it's again, just adding a little more to the league and stuff like that keeps owners sticking around too. Cause nobody likes replacing owners. That's a, that's a, yeah, not fun. No, not fun. Not at all. Cause you never know what you're getting unless you, uh, get lucky enough to grab a, a guy from a league you've already played in. And that's what I kind of like to do. I, I kind of like to uh, take every league I've played in over the past decade or so, because, you know, I'm getting ancient right now, and take the <laughs> best of the best from every single league and try to get them into one. And uh, Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that's, that. that's something I did with the 32-teamer uh, that I started. And I made it a uh, – actual it's called the national fantasy league got the nfl logo the teams are kind of preset like you don't get to pick your team name you just get to pick your team so i'm the miami dolphins you know i got uh, my favorite bills fan is the bills so on and so forth and i've taken every single uh you know top player from every league i've ever played in and tried to create one thirty-two teamer and uh so far so good there uh but that leads me to you know it's a brand new startup this year and uh with the brand new startup i go randomizer every time just just the way I do it so yeah 
No, I, I really like that idea. That is a super league is killer. Killer. That's a good idea. I do a league with um, my daughter's in college. I do a league with a bunch of her friends and her boyfriend and stuff. Um, so, yeah, we got guys in there that are some stud players too so that super league sounds really good yeah you get the most active of the active and and throw those yeah. into, into one league and, and you've got not only trade magic but you know you, you've got a challenge yeah now he also put on here beer pong tournament now this is a high vote getter as far as a, a preferred way of deciding your league's draft order i'd have to bow out of that one i uh i can't drink anything like i used to so beer pong is not going to work for me. I'm going to have <laughs> I'm going to have the last pick in the draft if I even participate in the beer pong tournament for my draft pick. Yeah, uh, well, this that kind of ties in with the other previous post or option of off season gatherings because yes. you got to get everybody there together, and that's tough. I love the idea beer pong. I mean, geez, the college league, like I said, they're bouncing ping pong balls off the ceiling and walls for like bank shots playing the damn game. They kick my ass. So it's definitely yeah, those kids know what they're fun. doing, man. The yeah, whippersnappers it's fun, but it's, know what they're doing. <laughs> it's hard to get everybody together. I it's like it very though. Much so. Yeah, I like it too. And that's why, you know, when I mentioned the off season gathering being at the bottom of my list, like I said, it's going to tie into the next question and, and you nailed it. I mean, that's mm -hmm. hard enough to get, uh, actually you, you increase the difficulty in my opinion, depending on your age group. Uh, but if it's hard enough Boy. to get a group of people together, it's even harder to get them all together to play a uh, table sport uh, from a decade ago for me and my age range of friends anyways. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have retired from beer pong like at least, at least seven years ago, totally retired, <laughs> hung up the Jersey, <laughs> threw away the red solo cups, exchanged the go. ping pong balls in uh, for icy hot and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good to go. Go ahead and give me the randomizer. Nice. But uh, the randomizer was winning. Uh, other, do you have any other ways? Have you seen any other ways of deciding league's draft order? No, other than that, I, I mean, it, most people, you know, on redrafts, they're doing a standard draft, worst to first, like I said, or top to bottom. I mean, there's really, you can only cut it up so many ways. So there's not a lot of, not, I don't know, not a lot of ideas, I guess. You can get creative with deciding order. You know, there's different avenues, but it just depends, like I said, on the league communications, how many people can you get together to do something to decide it, whether it's a game of golf, batting cages. I mean, you, there's always a million activities you could do, but to set something in stone to decide, eh, it's kind of hard. As a commissioner, you're either going to set it one way or the other for the most part. Okay, so next we're going to talk about league payouts, and Frank's excited to talk about this one, so I'll let him take the lead to begin with. Uh, Frank, league payouts, what kind of ideas do you have? What do you like? What don't you like? What makes it exciting? There's there's all kinds of good stuff there. The uh, the payouts, you know, if you want to throw some money in the pot, that's a definitely a good idea to do. Hopefully you get a good league with people that'll, that'll pay you when they say they're going to pay you. Yeah, no doubt. There's... there's yeah, there's a lot of options you can do with that. It depends on on how hard you want to regulate it. But I, I generally get everybody to pitch in 25 to 50 bucks up front at the draft. We'll throw it in a pot and we're good. It's there. Everybody does it. Um, if you do it over online, I know there's a – is it a league-safe post? That's a pretty nice deal that you can put money in. And, and you, you know, you can keep people from even playing before unless they've put in for it, which is – extreme hopefully you don't have to do that but um yeah along with that i mean the cash payout's nice for our league every year for the winner we'll cut a portion of that to second place and then we also do prizes so i try to do some kick-ass prizes for stuff um like even on draft day i give everybody clipboards a generic cheat sheet and just to get walk in the door with something a generic but prizes cheat too. sheet yeah just to like a you know maybe three weeks before the the day of your draft just print out whatever generic you know what you should top do 200 lists just it, so everybody kind of you don't want to give away the secrets right for no your own. <laughs> no but my idea just to help you out just to add to this give them a generic cheat sheet from 2013 oh yeah 
<laughs> that that strategy. Yep, Ladanian Tomlinson gets <laughs> yeah nominated first. Okay, he's you back. got him. He's back. Yes. yes, he's coming back, man. But I just do like a genetic. I mean, everybody's doing their own thing, of course. Everybody nine times out of ten is going to go on ESPN or NFL.com and print something off. So I just give it to them anyway. Then they can kind of scratch off players as they're getting selected and nominated. And then I have a tracker sheet if they want to write it out during the auction draft to keep track. I also put it up on a big big screen. So, I mean, I am I got it all covered. But prizes, too, you know, I was thinking for a, just maybe like a draft day prize to make it fun is give everybody a challenge. Go find the craziest jersey or team T-shirt, oddball, goofy, triple-A minor thing, something. And the winner, you know, the most obscure kind of team gets a prize, whether it's a, a fantasy draft hat, mug. I mean, you, there's so much stuff out there that you can buy as far as prizes um, online. Of, oh, my God. Just go on Amazon. You can find almost anything if you want to just do cool little prizes that are like 20 bucks. I mean, I'll just get you, it. And I'll tell you something. Pretty cool. That, I'll tell you something I saw of yours that I loved, and it's on Twitter. But you posted a picture of the Lil Lombardi. Yes. That thing is sweet. It, it's cool. It was like, it's a, what is a 14 inch or something, maybe little miniature replica of the Lombardi. So we named it the Lil Lombardi. Um, and so for the first three seasons, the winner is going to just get a little placard pasted on there. So it's kind of like the first three. And then I'm going to upgrade it. And Trophy Smack is a kick ass site for uh trophies they've got the baddest ass trophies i've ever seen on there frank you're gonna, so gonna, have, you're gonna make me it. label this explicit bro oh sorry man oh <laughs> no you're good I, I think i think i think people can handle the word ass but i think they should be all right they should be all right. you never but know you can, though i may get somebody from westboro baptist outside my house with a picket sign I'll tomorrow <laughs> well, i'll drive i'll drive down there and help you out on that one <laughs> hell yeah on that deal the uh but no the trophies like you can upgrade them on there so you can buy a nice base and puts you know like eight to 10 plaques per side and really run that thing like the Stanley cup almost. I mean, with you'd have so many engraved team names on that thing for how many years and it's really cool and it just screws right on. So you, they got a lot of stuff on there. Um, they should be paying me for this spot, but absolutely, uh, no, they're definitely, they're the best trophies I've ever seen. And they're like a hundred dollars for a really nice one. You can upgrade 130 and get a real tall, um, big, I mean, it's really cool stuff. So I'm, I'm going to upgrade that trophy uh, next year because this will be the third year that I've had it. And then I'll put it on a real nice base. And what we do is whoever wins it, the previous year, the person that won it has to ship it out to that winner. So wherever most of the people, I mean, like I said, we were out of state in different spots. So just throw it in and pack it and ship it out to the next guy. He's got it for that year. And then we can bring it into the draft if you want to the following year and give it to the next person. But what I had a uh, thought of too for I don't know if I'm I'm probably gonna do this next year because I'm gonna have to do some recon on it. But there's a site on Twitter the guy's doing like custom jerseys of his league teams, which is awesome. I think it's like a hundred dollars a pop, and they get your custom team name on a custom colored jersey. That's like the real deal. That's cool. I think that is awesome. Yeah, I've so, seen those. I've seen those here and there. Those are really cool. Those are awesome. I would love to do that for my league, but I was going to take, I was just going to kind of do my own thing. And I thought of an idea where, you know, in high high schools and colleges, they got to get rid of their football helmets every eight years. Mm -hmm. They got to toss them, I guess, for safety. So I got a guy in town that's going to get me um, a bunch of old used helmets. So I'm going to have a set of helmets. I'm going to redo them as far as you can, you know, buy the face masks new. You can buy the new chin straps from, Riddell or whoever and and upgrade them so I'll kind of bring them back to life and refurbish them I got contacts at body shops I, I kind of do in the auto body industry but I got guys at body shops that will paint the helmet so I could get a custom paint with your team name and stripe it and everything so for a prize how would you like to win that every year that would be That's awesome. awesome that would be cool I mean custom paint it's 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 striped just something really cool and authentic. So I was thinking about doing that because that would be really custom to give away as a prize if you win or just, I don't know if you can, you can do something really cool with it. So I, th I think it's going to be on the books for, for uh, next season when I can get everything together. As soon as I get the helmets this summer, he's going to 
he told me he helped me out and get them. So that would be really cool. I'll definitely post them up too as soon as I get them and and get them squared away. So yeah, or even just uh, even if the helmet is universal and can be passed back and forth uh, throughout the years, and you just simply get. Uh, maybe sure. the, the league logo or the league banner. I know a lot of leagues make custom banners, uh, custom logos. Uh, even if you did yeah. that, I know my leagues that I'm in, we've got, you know, we're usually, for some reason, every league I'm in is three initials. I'm in the Elite Football Championship, so it's the EFC, so we got a sweet EFC logo. Um, nice. I'm in, uh, what's the other one? Oh, no, my other one's called New Blood. There's no initials there. But anyways, yeah, so you, you can come up with some cool... Uh, some cool logos just for your league to, to slather on the side of a helmet. So I'd love to have me a matte, oh, yeah. matte black football helmet with a glossy EFC logo on it. That would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be nice. Real nice. And then like we were saying earlier too, I mean, for your, you're trying to put some spice back into your league or, you know, you got, you want to get guys involved. I mean, prizes like that, man, people, they get excited for that stuff, especially custom kind of things like that. So it's definitely an incentive to be, you know, playing in the league and active and involved. So yeah. And if you uh, do the trick, if you want to really spice up your league, if spicing it up is one of the things we're talking about and your league is full of, uh, you know, horny old men like mine are maybe throw out some lube packets, uh, some vibrings, <laughs> you know, uh, stuff like that. Some, some pure romance type things like that. That'll really get the league, uh, battling. I, th- I think Westboro is on their way to your place right now. I'm trying to get them here, man. It's my strategy. <laughs> bring, bring, bring it on, Westboro. I'm ready. Ugh. Back rows ready to rumble. But uh, a couple other things. Just uh, Well, before I go on to that, I like to throw out that uh, my main league, we use uh, something common, but we use a championship belt. So we've, nice. we've we've got the fantasy championship belt. I'm a big uh, advocate for the rings. I love the championship rings. Um, we have a lot of. Here's another thing to add to your league: find that rivalry and create something like college football does. We have two teams in one of my leagues. Uh, actually, one of them is Arms, is co-host of the league or co-host of the show. He is the Carolina Copperbeards, and he squared off against Niddle, other co-host. And uh, I can't tell you what his team name was because it's a little controversial. <laughs> but uh, they used to have the battle for the old Copper Cross. And they found at a yard sale this really old like Copper Cross that had a bell on the bottom of it. And I'm talking antique. This thing had some weight to it. And every year when they would play, it was the battle for the old Copper Cross. And whoever won kept that Copper Cross you know, on their mantle at home until the next year, which I thought was really cool. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then you're, now are you going to custom put the uh, rivalry weeks in there? Are they going to do it? Are you going to have two a year, or what do you? How would you format that? Uh, we definitely make sure that those two face at least once a year, no matter what. Uh, there was another rivalry too, but I think one of the guys, you know, left the league, so that rivalry kind of went away. But the battle for the Copper Cross is almost kind of like the uh, college championship to you know the nfl title you know the super bowl as of the the last game of the year that you know the championship but we've got kind of like that mini championship in the battle for the copper cross so i'm gonna have to now that i brought that back up i'm gonna have to implement that in every league fine yeah uh, i think i think that's something i would do as well that's that's really good because if you if you could do that maybe get them a, a rivalry game in the beginning of the season week two week three and then another one like right before the playoffs that that would be pretty cool yeah, hit up some yard sales, find some really obscure items that might match uh, something to do yeah. with the team's name. So. Cool. I like it. But I also want to touch on a couple other things. I've been I've been seeing on Twitter, uh, there is a lot. Maybe it's because it's getting close to draft time. A lot of strategy talk out there about Dynasty Leagues. And I'm talking <laughs> fantasy footballers, those guys, you know. The biggest name in the in the business, biggest name in football podcasting. Those guys are finally starting to get into Dynasty. So they're talking Dynasty strategy. Um, Dynasty Trades HQ, one of my favorites. They're talking Dynasty strategy. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. They're talking strategy. Um, and, and I've got a side. I've got a side with the new guys. The fantasy footballers just now getting into Dynasty. I, they've been doing it a few years, but now they're starting to talk about it on the show. Yes. I gotta yeah. give them, I gotta give them props because they... Uh, they approach Dynasty like I approach Dynasty. And I just want to throw it out there real quick. I think everybody takes Dynasty way too serious for youth 
And that's not a new statement. There's a lot of people out there that feel the same way. But uh, I'm going to put it in one sentence. Dynasty startup drafts. Treat them like redrafts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quit messing around with, like, drafting a rookie in round three that was a second-round pick. You know, treat it like a redraft. If if you want to draft Larry Fitzgerald in the sixth, seventh round this year in the dynasty and you want to win the league, do it. Don't draft uh, Deshaun Hamilton over Larry Fitzgerald. (laughs) Just draft Larry. I mean, build yourself a winner every year. Focus on winning year in, year out. Don't focus on, man, I'm going to be a playoff team in two years. Why, why do you want to start a, you know, a new league with the goal of being in the playoffs in two years? Yeah, you definitely got to have that balance. And you, you, you're right. You should always kind of go for it right off the first, first year of it because you're going to have to build and you're going to have to balance out that rookie second-year guy you know, who's, who's more apt to develop and come up. And you still want your vets that are going to get you the points. You know, you still want your, your trusted guys in there, too, in a lineup. So, yeah, you're you're definitely right there. Yeah. I may not even take a rookie in my startup, you know, dynasty draft because you, you know what happens. You take a Larry Fitzgerald. You take a Ben Roethlisberger. You get those kind of values instead of taking rookies that could or could not be something. Get those values. And uh, if they leave you after your first year, guess what? You have a fresh set of dynasty rookie picks to replace them with. Worry about your rookies right. in year two, year three, year four. Year one, try to win it. Like, go for the cash. How, how many teams yeah. win multiple titles back-to-back ever? It's pretty hard right. to do. So, to all those listening out there, treat it like a redraft. Get you a team to win now. And uh, quit banking on on rookies. I'm kind of, in my old age, I'm getting prejudiced against <laughs> the rookies. Come the on, the rookies are fresh. They're, they're exciting. They're fresh. They're right at the forefront of your mind, you just, the draft, you know what I mean? Like they're just so hot. There's sirens the potential. in the middle yeah, of the, the ocean. Potential's there. And, and it, I think people just kind of go overboard with, with they get locked in on so-and-so and this is the guy he's going to win me right now. It's instant, but it's not necessarily like that. So it's, it, it's a, it's a balance. Yeah. It's a balance, but yeah. it's fun because the strategies, everybody takes it a different way. I think I, I commented on one, post i think it was for uh roto street rankings or something just with tears and then we were going back and forth and and i kind of said well hey i i tend to play conservative when i rank guys or project people because i i don't i want to know some of what has been done and we were looking at like patrick mahomes he had higher than stafford so he was kind of like well, why would you put stafford above him like well stafford's got a body of work yeah, Mahomes is an unknown. I said, "What if Andy Reid threw a monkey wrench into the game plan and went run heavy this year?" You just don't know. Nope. And then he said, and then he he said the opposite. He goes, "Well, I tend to lean like I'm looking at potential, and I'm always on the you know what this guy could do. That's how I kind of think." So it's the same way with the dynasty stuff. People are completely different. Everybody's got a different strategy. That's that's what makes it good, makes it interesting. Is if if you're going to go in with your you know the way you do it, the way you put your stuff together. You're gonna have a good shot, right? You'll you could have a better shot than Team A or B. Yeah, they're absolutely. going in the same. They're going in thinking the same thing again. So it, look it's at great. it this way: you you draft that team of veterans that you can win now with with a, a mix of youth. There's nothing wrong with mixing youth. If uh, Ronald Jones falls to you in a, a startup dynasty draft at the right spot, you know I'm not saying not to take him. I'm saying don't overvalue the rookies. Like you could be. A lean, mean winning machine in your dynasty league year one. Don't fall for those little debbies out there, those rookies that are looking to make you fat and happy. Don't do it. Don't 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 go for the oatmeal cream pies. Let them sit there. Don't don't uh, don't overvalue them. It's been on my mind. Yeah, a strategy. A strategy I like to do too is is try to get some of those second year, third year guys, or even guys that have jumped teams. Like last year, you could have looked at um, Mohamed Sanu going to Atlanta. You know, he's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Nobody yeah. was really thinking much about him. But paired up with Julio Jones, you got to look at it and say, well, man, he's going to get some targets because Julio demands the coverage. So can this can Sanu come in there and get get some catches? Yeah, absolutely. Target a guy like that. I saw some playoff teams. Year. I saw some playoff teams with Sanu as their third wide receiver. It happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, look at, look at guys in kind of that situation where they're not studs, they're not duds, but they're consistent guys, 
and you put him in a new change of scenery. Some people look at that and go, oh, no way. He's never going to catch anything. Uh, let them rule them out. You know, let those kind of guys fall to you. If you can, if I can find them in the in the late stuff, like you were saying, you know, the fifth, sixth rounds, take those kind of guys. Absolutely, that, those are ones to look after. Yeah, you're uh, you're never going to own the little Lombardi if your ha- if your team's half rookies. It's just not going to happen. True. Yeah, just start fresh, like you said, on that next rookie class, and just nail the rookie draft. If you're going to do a separate rookie draft like that, just bring them in that way. Yeah, I, I mean. Before we wrap it up, is there, just think about it, is there, uh, obviously there's some running backs that we would probably start uh, on our dynasty startup uh, team if it was to happen today, Um, but wide receivers, Uh, maybe DJ Moore, I I don't think there's anyone else I want to put into even my wide receiver three, game one, I I can't think of anyone, I mean, even at running back, I mean, you got Saquon, uh, maybe Ronald Jones, uh, Darius Geist, they've said that he could be a two-down back to start out. I, I don't want to start a two-down back, you know, first game of the season. So, I mean, you just got to think about it from your starting lineup perspective. You know, is uh, Cortland Sutton going to be in your starting lineup? No. So so don't draft him ahead of a veteran. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are a big wild card, too, with, with that. And who is their receiver? I can't – his name is at the tip of my tongue for they that they drafted this year. Christian Kirk. Kirk, Yeah. Kirk's a guy I think I would take. Yes, I, I would take him too. And I, I, I think would he's hope. got. I think he's got a shot. Yeah, and he could be. Yeah, I agree with you. He could be worthy of starting at the three spot. But if I drafted him, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that he's my four spot guy. Yeah, that that's a team I'm going to have to pay attention to in preseason and see what what they do. You know, what kind of offense they're going to run, and you know what, who's getting the looks. So that, that'll be an interesting team. Well, for sure. Well, Frank, thanks for joining me. Uh, we, uh, If you guys want to hear anything more like this, me and Frank's got your back. If you have any questions that you want us to focus on, uh, just for some side episodes, you know, when it's not me and the other two, uh, got Frank at my disposal. He loves coming on. We love answering questions. Anytime. So, absolutely. Anytime. You want anything specific? Holler at uh, Frank. Give him your Twitter handle. At the FFL wire. Holler at Frank. Holler at us. We'll get on it. We'll record a little something for you. So keep that in mind. Anything you want to hear. It could even be about Westboro Baptist Church, who me and Frank expect to see tomorrow. We'll take them out. Absolutely. Thanks, Frank. We'll catch up with you next time. Anytime. Take care. Be good. All right, man. Have a good one. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening. And be sure to give us a review.